Hey, welcome to the Man What Podcast. The pandemic <laughs> edition. <laughs> Can't no virus stop us. <laughs> and we're all wigged out. The goal right. today was to like show up. I don't know. Marquisha said, wear wig. So Listen. I ran and got one. If you know like I know, my glam squad captain is closed. My barber is closed. A wig was not only a good idea, <laughs> just to let y'all know that we are still trying to maintain some sense of ourselves <laughs> in the <laughs> land of crazy. Um, it was necessary. It was. Because what's going on under here is... <laughs> Uh-huh. I know, but it, it looks very sexy, Marquisha. I must say, I love this wig on you. Thank you. Yeah, it looks nice. I, I, I love it. That is such a good look for you. Thank you. It looks I nice. It. Oh, I can't see the color of it, the real right. color. It's, it's actually like a, a, a purpley blue, like dark violet kind of color. So, yes, you don't get the superhero effect of it. It just looks like normal hair right now. <laughs> How's everybody doing? How's everybody coping? Oh my God, I'm, so, I'm already so fucking sick of this pandemic. But I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sick of it because I feel so constrained. But I appreciate, um, I appreciate President Governor Cuomo. <laughs> President Governor Cuomo. <laughs> I, I appreciate. Um, his updates and 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 his sensibilities about that that has that has brought me so much comfort to sort of listen to him by updates about this virus from New York. Like I really, I feel what? so much better. There was an article in the Times that said something like, and I'm paraphrasing. It, it might be good to have somebody that's a nerd that gets on your nerves at this time. Whereas before we wanted Cuomo to shut up, now we want him to keep talking. <laughs> Listen, I'm like, I'm like somebody to say, he's sexy. Power okay. is sexy. Power is sexy, right? No, leadership is sexy. Well, leadership. Leadership. Yeah, okay. All right. Yep. Leadership, leadership with is sexy. Sense is sexy. Because we got. So-called leadership that ain't no 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 that's not leadership. Uh, we don't have any leadership. We don't have any leadership. This, this is a rudderless fucking ship America is right now. <laughs> America is the Titanic under Trump. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm at this stage of the game. We live in the tri United States of America. The rest of the country, I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. I, I live in in in. In Cuomo lands, I, that's where I live. Thank you. <laughs> the rest of us, we need to. We're gonna go join Canada. This up here, everything from from New York up, we will leave gladly. <laughs> yeah, because Canada's doing its thing, right? Their aid package. Oh my gosh, they gonna give people nine hundred dollars every two weeks. Yep, they talking about one like one or two times a thousand dollars around these parts. And, and yeah. People's rents and mortgages. They just said, "Stay home. We're gonna do it all for you." That's what. The Meanwhile, Americans are about. sneaking in reverse to Mexico to get toilet paper. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Listen, with that Mexican ingenuity, they should have built a fucking wall overnight. Them motherfuckers would have came over there to get tissue, and they'd have been like, "Oh shit, there's a wall <laughs> or a prison." You cross the wall and it'd be a prison right there waiting on you. Let us show you how to do this. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm telling you. But I, I, there have been some good stories that have come out of, um, I mean, there's a lot of sadness. Like, you know, the family that have lost, like four, they're up to like four or five members that have died. You know, this big Italian family. And then this yeah. other family this woman had six kids and she died yep. she had breast cancer right she and then survived breast cancer and then this just took her out right so you know all that sadness you know story after story of sadness there are some really good stories of people being unbelievably human like the, the cat who um owned some uh housing 
and has and has uh, commercial and and uh, commercial and uh, private, and just said to the people who had businesses, pay don't pay me your rent, pay your pay your people. Right. Don't worry about the rent. Mm. You know, but that takes a that's a human that's a good human to 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 do that to sort of say I'm afford go collecting this rent so that you can take care of your uh, your people. I, I I appreciate that greatly. Well, I think the biggest thing to me is, you know, people finally being able to appreciate educators. Because now, oh. <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, you got Jimmy and Janny and Johnny all saying, Daddy, 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 I need this. This ain't right. You're not doing a math problem right. That's not what my teacher said. So, guess what? They are happy. That school <laughs> may be back, but right now, no time soon. Yeah, so they got children to teach, and I, I, I would hope that out of this comes something very good for teachers, because I yeah. think we'll have a real appreciation as to what they do and how they do it day to day. And those those teacher appreciation gifts will be a lot better going oh, forward. <laughs> but not just an appreciation for teachers. There are a whole lot of people that we suddenly appreciate. Yeah. Hey, Margo. Welcome <laughs> 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 back. The girl girl is back. She just Welcome showered. Back, girl girl. She's gone and she's come back. And we're, we're grateful. I'm feeling like a new woman. Oh, well, you are a grown woman, so there's that. You're eight, like 18 for reals now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and right. I think there's an appreciation oh, for. Yeah. I think there's an appreciation for. A, oh, hey, Khalil. Look, he's got big hair like the rest of us. <laughs> But I think there'll be a great appreciation for a whole lot of people, the cleaning staff in the buildings we all like to go yeah. in and out of, yeah. oh, all the people who work at grocery stores, all the yes. people who got things, all the people who deliver yeah. things. I bet y'all tip yes. now. I bet you it won't be $5 now. I right. bet you right. Yeah, because Ooh, right, the person is who is in charge of the, the food association unions was saying, you know, last night, he was like, listen, we know that you all are a little anxiety ridden, but that doesn't mean y'all roll up on our people. <laughs> you know, you got to kind of take it easy because these people are working almost around the clock to try to give you the food that you want. And, and they, they don't make good money. They don't make good money. Right. I tell you the most troubling thing is how so many people don't understand what is happening. Oh, like yes. I'm out there in these, like when I go to pick up my meds, my prescriptions, and when I go to the grocery store, it is baffling that people don't understand the magnitude of what is happening. I don't know how you reach people. And you know what? I it's, it's all kinds and of I people. saw a group of people working out. And wow. why does their gym have to shut down for them to understand that, that they shouldn't be congregating in a gym or touching all the equipment in the gym? I don't, I don't understand that. But I think some people think, oh, well, so many people are staying home. Well, the gym must be empty, or this other place. Yeah, so much right. Empty. I've literally right. been in my house, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and out myself. So before we got to the level of, I don't want to say panic, but yes, panic and awareness that I feel like we've all come to. I was supposed to be in D.C. last this past weekend, and I went to D.C., but the event that I was going for got canceled, and rightly so, because it was gonna be a group of us gathering. But when I got to DC, I stayed in my hotel for the most part and didn't go anywhere. Mm. And when I went out to get something to eat and I sat out to eat, I was like, you know what? This is not what I should be doing. I shouldn't be out here. And I saw too many people still getting cute for brunch on what? Sunday and just going out with their friends. And I was like, 
this is not what we're supposed to be doing. And I felt even more conviction when I got on Amtrak coming home. And it hit me actually when I was going because my, my train had got canceled. It got canceled. The train back. I was like, oh my God, am I going to be stuck in DC? Is Amtrak shutting down? Didn't shut mm-hmm. down. But they had to rearrange their schedules because they had so many cancellations, right? Right. And so uh, the whole way coming back. So even when we were, and I'm mad at DC dearly for this, at Union Station, the way they get on the train is not the way we get on the train in Union Station here in New Haven, which is you just go to the platform and you can right. spread out along the platform and be outside. Right. Well, in DC, they kind of hold you and pin you up inside right. the train station. I had to tell one man, sir, it's not good that you get this close to me. And he backed off of me. <laughs> I had to tell him to back up, but we were still far too close to each other. We were probably more three than six. But I was like, this is, and all they're doing is pinning you until they release you to go to your train. I was like, and I, I'm sure it's a security matter because of the way their station is set up. Mm-hmm. But right. they, they just, they pin you up. I was like, y'all, they're not advising people. They're not advising people to stand apart from each other. And the only time that an Amtrak employee came out, they usually stand out there and tell you, like, give you directions, was to open the door to let people through and stick out a hand sanitizer. I was like, ain't this wow. shit? I was like, no, this is not okay. So they came to get me from the train station and I had not left my house except to go out unless somebody was delivering something to me. I went out my house to get something. And even then I was like, that person is putting themselves at risk by delivering something to me. The people Mm -hmm. who make food for me, if I get something ordered, are putting themselves at risk. Something wrong with your connection, either that or that wine getting to you. Why? <laughs> yeah, on my screen. <laughs> now no, you I don't know what. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Now, Marquisha, what's going on with you? There I am. Is, is something happening on my end? No, I think it was mine. She was back up. Like I dropped out. Yeah, but Markeisha was blurry in that shot, and she wasn't moving. Oh, I don't know. I I have yeah, it froze a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kevin Ewing, it ain't my goddamn wine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I was in my car on my way to get a drink, but never mind. Listen, this ain't Ripple. It's because everybody and their mama's using Zoom right now. So it's last long enough, it could be ripple. (laughs) Listen, I went to I went to you know, I went to my wine people, wine thee, and they you know, I've never been in there where they've had empty crates of they said people was running here buying cases of wine as if somehow or other. Jesus was not coming back to do the a next wedding at Cana. These motherfuckers <laughs> they want to take no chances. <laughs> he was like, it is crazy. And so he said to me, um, um, they have curbside service. You can go online and order oh. your wine and they can bring it to the curb for you. Like you don't even have to come in, they'll bring it to your car. Yeah, there's a lot of places offering curbside services. Yeah, I'm, I'm a- here for it. I'm actually not here for it. And, and oh. because I, I'm here for it because it keeps people working, but I'm still afraid that we are causing people to put themselves in a place to be exposed. Like, I think we need one week where everybody just stops doing shit. Like, well, that's what you sound like President Governor Cuomo. I feel like if we stop for one week though, like, and I, and, and figure out the logistics and how to pay for it later, but people just have to stay put, stay put for a week, whatever you got, you got for a week, we'll figure out the rest of the shit later. Yeah. Go sit down somewhere. Yeah. Well, 
That's the girl who went to go get plants today, but that's a whole nother thing. But it was it was in the most controlled circumstances. I was the only person in the store. It was done by appointment. Like they went above and beyond to make sure that nobody was like contaminating. They gave me wipes at the door. There was sand, hand sanitizer. We sanitized our credit card. Cause I was like, this is stressful. It's stressful. <laughs> and, that, and this is the only time today was the only time I've been out of my house since I got back from DC. I was like, I have food in my house. People can deliver me food, but I'm gonna put a stop to that too. So I've supported a few businesses and I'm like, oh, I'm just praying I have a couple of packages coming because I was trying to support some businesses. But as of this weekend, I'm done doing that. Like I'm not gonna put anybody else in a position to, even though I know people want to help, their hearts are in the right place, but I'm not gonna do anything to put other people in position to expose themselves, to be delivering stuff, their stuff, like stuff, to my house. I'm not doing that. I got food. I got drink. I got toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Do you have soap? If I didn't have toilet paper, I know how to wash my ass because I got soap. <laughs> and wash rag. All right. You know, because people are stocking up with toilet paper, but there's a lot of soap left in the stores. Oh and my I'm God, like, there's so much soap. in general. It's like there's all this soap, and I'm like, well, what's the point of you having toilet paper if you don't have no soap? I know. That doesn't make any sense. So, what is that about? Listen, my little doctor said, listen, you know, little Indian, my little Indian doctor, he's like, listen, you, you go and don't, don't come back out. Like, just, right. he's like, you need this, you, 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 <laughs> you, all people, you need like your immune don't system. even open the door right he's like because i don't even know he's like i don't even know if you first of all if you could get this virus but if you get this virus what it will do to you right and he freaked me out because normally he's like you know as long as you don't have dairy you're good he's like right. I, he's like i've never seen this before i don't know what this is like i need you to just shutter in place hey, and hey, i was hey, like okay like, no you need to be home. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm, what the fuck, when I leave this office, I'm, I'm going home. He's like, Which, don't I mean, you I take your ass but... outside. He don't know you want to wine feed. No, no, that. <laughs> I, I ran in and out, grabbed me some shit. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. Like, yeah, I was gonna but go. I, you know, was like, like, I was gonna go to one more place. I was gonna run through CVS. I was like, you know what? Nope, you you got it. Because I was like, let me just go grab another pack of soap and toothpaste. You know, like just to have, so I don't have to go out. And I was like, nah. And actually, CVS will deliver. So I'm like, okay, if I get into, I will have them deliver. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. People need to, to chill out. Chill the fuck out. Like I don't know what kind of apocalypse this is when motherfuckers are delivering shit. The world is coming to an end, but I can you bring me a I need a whopper, an impossible whopper with extra tomatoes. Sweet. Right. I'm, you know, right. I'm confessing. Right. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I, I didn't know I, I had to jump on the unboyfriend's ass too. Andre, what's going on? This motherfucker wants to be out there playing tennis every day, talking about, oh, the sun is nice. I'm like, I said, I said, listen, listen, listen. I said, you know, you got an old mother and she's got a, a man friend who's not in optimum health. I said, you know, listen, even though you feel good and you are in excellent health, you could be carrying and transmitting. Right. You know, I said, so, you know, I, so I haven't talked to him in a day because. I think I, I think he's like, he's like, I don't need, I don't want to accept it yet. <laughs> well, listen, I have a friend who is a nurse who works with immunocompromised patients. And she said, it's a total shit show right now in healthcare. Like she's like, they don't have supplies. They're locking up their supplies because people come in trying to steal their shit. Yeah. So she's like, sis is ready to mutiny her whole staff all of them are like look y'all and even the people they work for like they're saying oh you got to go out front and deal with people because you know they're like we're just the managers but then they want to manage what they're doing they're like look you're either gonna let me do this or i'm gonna walk up out of here and y'all can do it yourself I'm like, well, well i will say this if any motherfucker on the planet will survive this shit it no, will be black motherfucking people i don't give it. i know that shit may sound racist to people and people why do you say that 
runs. Black people get, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. But our numbers ain't your numbers. And I've seen shit when our numbers have been. Oh, y'all, I'm having a connection problem. Sorry. You know, but if anybody's going to survive this, we will survive this shit. I, because we are people who are resilient people. Now, we might not be on the same page, but in a minute, we know how to lock that. People know how to lock down. You will see black people will lock down. You will see motherfuckers with grills on their porches and be like, okay, I'm the only one that's going to go out there. I'm going to get the grill right and I'm going to bring it in the house. Hey, don't come on my shit. Don't come on my porch. I can't. You know, you know how we do. I, I'm convinced. Plus, I've already seen it in my hood. <laughs> I was going to say, the Ave is like three people <laughs> on a sidewalk. Yeah. Nobody is outside. Yeah. The dealers are here to the six feet rule, I guess. <laughs> no, you know what they're doing? They're staying in their cars. <laughs> I got that good good. I got that good good, but you got to stay six feet away. Or, or I'm going to just throw it out the window and you got to scramble for it. That's right. I mean, the drug deal has gone down that way. <laughs> I have really seen I know, on a good day. no one. My neighborhood I, is blank. There are kids playing in the backyards, though. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, I think that's fine because they want they want people yeah. to go outside, but yeah. not in like. Because I drove by the day and I saw motherfuckers doing yoga in the park, like Ooh. 10, 15 people. I Ooh. want I you know I want to yell out my window, motherfuckers! That's not what you're supposed to be doing. And then, you know, I'm anti-Christian. Like, I hope all y'all get that shit. I don't, <laughs> God, I don't mean that. I kind of mean it. Like, you mean it a little bit. <laughs> kind of, but not I mean really. it a little bit. Sorry, like, not I want sorry. You to get it, but I don't want you to die, right? <laughs> well, look, if they catch this, they might not die, but they're going to end up with bad lungs. So it's going to be like say, somebody had <laughs> yes. even though not for nothing everybody's dabbling in um all their like everybody's like running away from christianity and getting back into indigenous religions and and spiritual practices <laughs> i think we can call the ancestors and they're like oh you mad Matt? let's do this <laughs> well, because when you talk about religion i i work with a couple of folks who are like this is the end of the world. This is the end of the world. And I say, hold it, on. It might be the end of this world as we know it. The next Listen, world could be totally different. <laughs> let me explain something to you. Now, you are a Christian, yes. And you are at Bible study and praying every Friday night till one or two o'clock in the morning. Yes. So, question becomes, what does the Bible say about the end of time? Man does not know the day or the hour. So why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you stressing yourself out like this? Stop it. Yeah, because you ain't gonna see it. Just like death. You don't see it coming. And especially yeah. not with this virus. The way it's taking people out. And it's not a respecter of person. It's not a respecter no. of wealth. People no. are just dying. So... You know, honestly, I, I'm sort of seeing things like, I was like, Mother Nature is mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Marquisha. I think Mother like, Nature like, I'm you motherfuckers ain't take care of this earth. Let me show you. I can tell you better than I can. I can show you better than I can tell you. Cause right? Because look at Italy. Look at Venice. The canals are like, them canals look like they freshly new. <laughs> right. And not, for, not just that, right. like. If you think like if you've been outside, I, I you know I got the chance to walk outside today. Like spring is happening. We're all yeah. quarantined, but spring is happening. Birds yeah. are chirping. They're doing their thing. So yeah. it's beautiful out there. Really is. It is. It's, it's like sixty something degrees outside. Yeah. It's nice. Yep. I, the air over China is clean right now. Like for the first I time know. in a <laughs> hundred years of some old mess. So. I, I, I will say this. I, I will this. I will say this, ma'am. That um, this got me thinking about how to prepare. And I, you know, I don't ascribe to that survivalist shit. Yeah. But yeah. but but this got me spooked a bit about how to be prepared a bit better for dystopian shit. <laughs> yeah. But you buy your gun. They running out of guns. 
what if I don't die? Like, what if I don't get, what yeah, if what I if don't have die? to live? Like, like that's yeah. the challenge of this, right? So like, if we were to go there and to think about like all the dystopian things we've ever read, like people, there are people who survive the apocalypse, if you will. Yes! <laughs> and they have Very to live with the so. aftermath. So quite frankly, if you die, you're one of the lucky. <laughs> but he's just, I'm convinced my punishment for the life, for the, for the world, will be I will survive the apocalypse and I'll be mad about it because I'll be like 77 but, but you're, you're lucky though you know how to end it you can just drink a glass of milk and toast to the world and be gone yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I love I that have way to drink bleach <laughs> I have to drink bleach <laughs> that's like no. I was like well damn if I'm still alive I'm supposed to be alive god damn it yeah, you can definitely look at it like that because 80 year olds are out here like well let me just go on and go over to the walmart what are you doing yeah. <laughs> like if one more person tells me their 80 year old mother or grandparent is going to the, to the store i'm gonna lose it i'm like are they they like i'm already you know i'm already this close to the end of my life i might as well risk it all what are we doing now the great ECT wow. in the house and no my grandmother's in the life. house but honestly if she were more mobile maybe she wouldn't be i don't know now, great ECTs in the house handed me wipes at the door and said, I'm going over here. Whatever you need to give me, and put it there. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Because <laughs> that's the woman who loves life. That's the woman yes. who respects life. And she's, she's like, like, I got a lot more life to live. Thank you yep. very much. Yes, yes. I'm not going to fuck with y'all. And listen, listen. And, when you, and when you come in, here's the bottle of Lysol. Spray yourself. <laughs> I, ain't I am not playing. Look and don't I, I say. That's funny. I ain't mad at her. If I had some Lysol, I'd be spraying people too. <laughs> now you're just gonna get a breach, a bleach spritz if you come to my house. <laughs> I'm like, um, you like, is that bleach? Yes, yes, it is. Listen. I have Lysoled my coat so much, I'm amazed that it is still a coat. Because I have Lysoled. It's <laughs> a walking can of Lysol. Uh, yes, and that is my new smell. I've been telling people all day, this is my new perfume. Like clean linen Lysol. Like old, old, old dude Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Not playing. <laughs> No, but I mean, this is the new world order. I mean, I, yeah. I never thought, I mean, I, you know, listen, this makes me think about, uh, you know, at the height of the AIDS epidemic and, uh, and I was on the front lines of that shit, right? Delivering meals and working at AIDS Project New Haven at the very beginning of this, when it was, when it was as new as this pandemic, I mean, they didn't know what was causing it. They didn't know um, how to prepare for it, you know, and when they, they were just starting to move out of this is just a gay disease. So they were right, right on the cusp and they people didn't know what to do. But then people sort of got it together and sort of said, uh, this is how we are going to uh, address that. I'm not sort of seeing that now. I'm sort of seeing people be very cavalier about yes. what is happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess HIV and AIDS. I think in the beginning, Babs, in the very beginning, like you said, people looked at AIDS as a gay disease and I can't catch it. And, you know, and people had started to say, you know, you need to have some kind of protection to have sex. And people weren't doing it. And so yeah. all, of a sudden, all these people that you knew were like here one week, gone the next. It was like, whoa. Easy. People that you didn't even know that were, had, um, you know, what we considered in, in the AIDS community as uh, in the gay community, well, not we, I ain't in the AIDS, I'm not in the gay community. I don't know why I said that. You're an ally. When I did that work, um, well, people, you know, of questionable sexuality, right? You know, and I remember, you know, uh, and so this, this stays with me, you know, you, you have to, when you're out there dating people, you have to ask the question, yeah. are you? having sex with men you cannot yeah. say are you gay right because right. people don't accept gay because gay is a lifestyle that they don't accept and don't ascribe to so you right. have to come out your mouth and say 
do you engage in sexual activity or conduct with men? That you have to be that plain. And you know, I, I don't know about you, but that's a foreplay killing if ever there was one. <laughs> and maybe because I'm maybe because I'm a zennial and I, I don't have that same kind. Of, I'm I'm more interested, regardless of I don't I don't care who you have sex with. I'm more interested in whether you use protection. Do you use protection every time? When's the last time you've been tested? I don't care who you have sex with. If you have sex with men, if you are a man, and if you're a man, if you're legitimately bisexual, if you are a man who has sex with men, but also has sex with women, like, I actually don't care who you have sex with. I just need to know that you are having safe sex, regardless of who you're having sex with. Because... I think the other thing in that too, Markeisha, is that over time we got to the point where information we we started to share. Where are you walking to? Because you are blacked out. (laughs) Okay, I was going to get a power cord, but I'll stay here. (laughs) My point is, your phone about to die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, go get your cord, girl. Get your cord. Um. My point is, I think that's when we started to freely share information and ask questions. I think it's yeah. gotten better because back then, of course, you didn't ask a question. And you assume just because somebody looked like a certain way or even healthy that... Or because they were showing an interest in you that they, like you're a woman, so they're showing interest in you, then they must only sleep with women. Well, no, and that's not the case. And that you you thought they looked healthy. And I think that's a part of this that we remind ourselves of with this coronavirus. The fact that people look healthy or don't show symptoms, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't. Right. Right. You're a carrier. I mean, Idris Elba, you know, my husband. Somebody better check on my husband, Michael B. Jordan, and I need I need to make sure that he is healthy, that he is, you know, yes, fine. And my quarantine person, Maxwell. Oh, ma'am, you and your <laughs> you and your intimate interludes with Maxwell. <laughs> I hope you used protection yeah. and protection <laughs> and, and you know what it wasn't all well that's the safest sex you can have quite frankly about you know intercourse per se there was a lot of sensuality in it which i definitely like that that was that was the safest sex you could have that's all i'm gonna I, say about that <laughs> this dream was the safest a, a dream <laughs> a fantasy <laughs> That was the safest that, sex. A fantasy is the safest sex you can have. It's the safest <laughs> you could actually have. Yes. Although I did put a and smile it, on my face all day. And look, it was satisfying. So I mean, that's really that all all that counts. You know, <laughs> satisfying. That's the but best I, kind of sex. You I can have real life sex people, that isn't satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that people need to recognize and take away some of the lessons that we've had in our lifetimes about viruses and diseases. That's a good point, Michelle. That's a good point. I really think in terms of what you know and what you don't know and, you know, share information because I think in, in a lot of ways, that's how we got AIDS numbers down by sharing information and informing each other. And I think we should take some of those lessons and apply them now so that people aren't. I think you're right. You know, the, the thing that troubles me the most about this, and it's going to come back around because I don't think people get it. And, I, and you know, first of all, I mean, this is, this is the beginning of a new normal. And whether it happens next year, two years from now, or three years from now, it's going to happen again. We're going to have, I think because people are, because we are so, you know, um, if, if we don't see people falling out on the street like the walking dead, right? Like we don't see people falling down, you know, it just says, therefore it, it's out of your, your everyday practical lives. You don't see people sick. that somehow or other you are, are immune or it doesn't affect you. Um, um, and there's going to come a time in the very near future that, that it will be a pandemic of, 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 um, 
of the of what we have seen in movies and televisions and and all these other kinds of shows that we are moving toward that particularly when you pay attention to the world health organization and the cdc and they talk about diseases that we used to be able to cure that we are no longer being able to cure and that this this onslaught of super bugs and super viruses that they don't even fucking know what to do with. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I was reading the other day because, you know, because like you and I, I work in news and I get the wires. You know, there's another, China has already another pandemic in the makings in, in their country around some other virus shit that they are trying to sort of, you know, do some, some, was, some, uh, some, some downplay with, but it is starting to, they're starting to see it decimate, you know, through their country. And that's some shit that has the potential to sort of start this cycle all over again. Yeah. Right? right. We're not going to be able to make vaccines and, and, and things to cure things like fast enough. Right. Like it's gonna and in a country like the United States where we're resistant to things like policies that provide healthcare for everyone, that provide salute healthcare solutions that don't cost like your firstborn and all of the grandkids that might that you'll never have and every last dime you have, like we're we're not that country. And in spite of what's happening right now, like I said earlier, like we've not reached a, a process mentally as a country where we're going to even offer solutions as robust as what Canada is doing. Right. So we're yeah. going to have situations where people like it is going to look like an Octavia Butler novel. Like it's good. It like, unless something very different happens very soon. We're not yeah. prepared for any other pandemic. We're not going to recover well from the one that we're experiencing now. That we're in. And yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but all the policies that this administration is rolling out under the guise of helping people, like they're restricting visas for farm workers, which creates a problem with our, our food supply, like all of the things that they're doing. I'm like, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not, I, I'll be dead in my grave before I be a slave. I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what to tell well, anybody about that. And the fact that they, they, they silence and cut, cut scientists uh, yeah. off at the knees and yeah. not allow that information to come forward or even use that information and, and allow for the, our best and the brightest to sort of tackle these issues. It says a lot about the trajectory of what they have in plan for a society that is really a have and have not society, honestly. And I think that's, and I think, you know, I don't say that with, I'm not one of these, um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, what do you call it, Marquisha? These people that sort of feel some kind of way about. Uh, uh, I'm not one of these doomsday kind of yeah, people. No. no. Uh, uh, but like we're people is, who believe in hope. Yeah. I, I, I'm a hope dealer. I'm a hope yeah. dealer to my core. But I will tell you. What paying attention to what we're seeing now has given me pause to listen to my crazy ass ex husband around. <laughs> the preppers don't sound so crazy now, do they? Yes, doesn't sound so crazy. But you know, I, I will say, Babs, I am against a prepping notion because we see the doomsday preppers, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify your, your ex as a doomsday prepper in any way. But the doomsday preppers who are hoarding all types of things yeah, and who yeah. are doing so because they're they're more concerned about themselves they're not hoarding or holding on to things so that they can help their neighbors and right. other people in that time they're thinking about themselves and their own situation they're absolutely of a mindset i'm gonna put my mask on first and shoot anybody who asked me for a roll of toilet paper <laughs> I, that that's not <laughs> what i'm interested in if i'm gonna have resources in stock they're gonna be for helping my neighborhood but you know we're we're, we're again octavia octavia butler fans and in Parable of the Sour, she is, you know, they are in a, a situation where the world has changed so much in the United States, where people are locked down and defending their individual neighborhoods or down to their individual homes. And mm. I'm like, I hope we don't end up in a situation where it's Westville against East Rock. It's, it's Westville against Edgewood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, could you, like, that could, that could easily happen. I'm sorry. But, you know, here's the thing, Marquisha. We are already... 
You're already Absolutely. there. Because these, these, these young people who are in this drug trade, they've already, you know, they've already been in this space for 20 years. Right. I mean, my brother did 10 years, 30 years ago, right? So they are already in this territorial space. What has, what has not happened is it hasn't become a bigger issue because it's been contained and sort of, sort of like not or in the part to your point because it's it's easy to to pick out the young people and the territoriality around gangs let's be right. clear wealthy folk in their cute little neighborhoods are equally territorial they're right. the laws of the land to right. act like gangs in their own way so yes, yes. <laughs> so they develop shit because there's a reason right. why there's no social services in westville and and and, 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 and we're putting people in the hill but right. there's, there's social services all up and down Fairhaven in that goddamn Grand Avenue corridor. Right. <laughs> there's right. a reason for that. Are out. And let's be clear, I'm in a neighborhood that was at one point before any of this started talking about, oh, maybe we should just hire private security to help police. What? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and that's coming. That. I mean, I don't, I don't see how we cannot get there. We're going to get there as people get more and more dissatisfied with what they think they imagine uh, is happening. Because this really starts in the mind. All this shit starts yeah. in the mind. It's if mind. you believe other concept, right? Other, right? This whole building of a wall. Right, it's not us, it's them. And the makings of that, right? Like other. Now, farm people, they don't get visas. Who the, listen, you can't get your wine because the grapes is rotten on the vine. Can't get your fucking tomatoes. You can't but get no, your see, see, our country already has something picked out for that. It's called mass incarceration. <laughs> so yes. they send all like, so I'm thinking just like the same way those people got in their little group and uh, a lawmaker basically told a wealthy group of folks about what the real deal was with coronavirus, but we oh! get on TV and, and lie to the rest of us. Oh my God! You best believe somebody has already done. We're in our black conspiracy theory phase now. You best believe somebody has run the numbers about whether or not we have enough people incarcerated, so that if we kick out all the migrants, we got enough people to still pick those those things out of the thing for free for ten cents. Matter of fact, we got to pretend about they're doing it. That shit is real. I don't know. Right. I don't know what people think is happening in prisons. <laughs> that origin of new black is fictional shit. It's based on some real shit. But listen, Concord is a real company that 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 utilizes incarcerated labor yep. and pay these motherfucking people pennies on the dollar. And then when these people come out, they can't go to Concord and work. They can't pay their restitution. Right. 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 So, so yeah, I think somebody just like, you know, we live in a country that can do a calculation for prison beds based on the number of little kids who can't read by third grade. By third grade. Right. Or someone is like, you know what, if we really did like shut down the borders and stop letting people in as migrant workers, do we have enough labor that we can exploit to, to continue to do this work? Of course we do. Yep. And look yes. where we are now. Now we've got all these, you know, I had no idea. I mean, I guess I did because I'm a, I'm a trained chef and hotel hospitality kind of background to see so many people who are now without work. Yep. My, you know, I was talking to my sister today who, you know, is a federal uh, expert in workforce development. And, uh, and she said, you know, she's picked up more work because of this. She said, because states have, have so many people applying for unemployment benefits that yep. they are literally, I mean, my sister said uh, one state has 64,000 people apply for unemployment benefits. And she said, you know, they, they are not, when they are only equipped to handle like maybe 10 a year, you know what I mean? Like 10,000 a year. And she's, you know, everybody's like freaking out. And her job is to go in there and to help them like do this shit um, efficiently and, and calm them down. You know, that's what she does. And she said, you know, man, I, I'm I'm making money hand over fist because they don't have the capacity to right. do this. Like they right. don't have the capacity to handle 
all that is happening, you know? And I was like, wow. Yeah, we, we posted that officially. Say that we again, Michelle. Today, officially. Oh, wow. We, the building has been closed since Wednesday. And the governor did ask today that all non-essential personnel stay home. So right. we're home and, you know, we'll be working from home. But, you know, my client base is hit. Right. When I tell you those folks are hit, they're hit. Yeah. A lot of them are working two and three jobs. A lot yeah. of them are service and hospitality industry. Yes. The only ones that might be working consistently right now are folks in healthcare. Right. Everybody else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're a waitress. You are a bartender. You are a chef. I mean, what do you do? I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, and your rent is due all the fucking time. Right. The bills come all the time. I'm talking to my daughter on the drive back home. I said, you know, because she, she works for Chipotle, right? I mean, she's a kid. So, you know, she's like, oh, you know, uh, I said, Margo, you don't have a mortgage. You don't have any, not to belittle the fact that she's not getting paid, but I was like, listen, listen, listen. Now you understand there are working parents who cannot go back to work and bills are coming in. I said, you know, you're not responsible for your father's mortgage. You're not responsible for my rent. You're not responsible for anything except for your own little piece of whatever you think you've got going on. I said, but think about the totality of, of what it means to be a mother to wake up and be like, what, how? After I get this last check or two checks or three checks, what the hell's gonna happen? And particularly if you're someone who's living at the margin, right? Where you're like, oh, if I can just make enough money until I get to tax season, I can file my taxes, then I'll be able to pay off that bill that's been nagging me. But to all of a sudden have your life thrown into a tailspin. We live in an America where most people don't have $400 for an emergency. Mm -hmm. I know. That's real. And so yeah. this is an emergency. And a lot of the people who are in those spaces, who are in those places, don't have anyone that they can go to and say, hey, I'm just going to need a little bit of money to get over. Their landlord's not going to want to hear that because their landlord's <laughs> bank isn't going to want to hear that. So like the fact that we're like having these kind of weird national conversations about like really nothing that sounds like true relief for people is a problem. And most of the people who are going to be hurt the most are at the bottom. The other it. piece in that is daycare. You know, oh okay, my God. job, <laughs> right? I got my job. I'm working in healthcare, but now the daycare provider who's taking care of my kids? Who's going to take and care of my kids? And schools being out, and, and some people's schools are going to be out. Like we should be clear, school is going to be out for some people till the end of the year. Like it's over for the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's done. It's yeah. done. So yeah. we, I think I as, a, as a country, we have to have a different model altogether. Like people want to like declare socialism a bad thing. Socialism sound pretty good right about now, don't it? <laughs> Having some things that are sure sound pretty good. Everybody wants to be a socialist during a pandemic. And I mean, I, I think start looking at the hardest hits of the country, the places where it's already hard. You know, when you start looking at that Bible Belt, Mississippi, right. Alabama, and all those places on that Gulf and through that and through the South, the dirty South, it's it's a it's it's a it's a where people are already at the like already at the lowest, 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 lowest. Like and those already, are the states that aren't doing anything. Those are the states whose response to this have been some of the worst responses, where they're just kind of getting on board. Like we have, we're lucky enough to have some real leadership in where we live at. But the South, I'm like, Lord, am I going to just say goodbye to the South? That that's going to be the end. Of it? <laughs> Mexico going to come back and move the border up higher because they're like, okay, we got this because y'all not good at this. Yeah. And you know, and, you know, as, as someone who serves on the board of a uh, Planned Parenthood Southern New England, right, and learning how you know that uh, uh, those places where it's hardest hit, they don't have access to uh, 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 women don't have access to reproductive health services, right? So, so now you've got women who are who are really going to be up against it, right? Not just because 
they don't have access to, to, to pap smears and all that other kind of stuff. But, you know, unplanned pregnancy, uh, yeah. access to birth control, access to um, sexually transmitted disease control, you know, that kind of thing. You know, that all is about poverty. That is a poverty conversation, you know. And so when you have an administration that's, that hates poor people in this country, hates them, you know, yeah. because that's the, only, that's the only way I know to say that, hates poor people, that the, we are going to see suffering that, and by which we have never seen suffering before, maybe since before, since uh, uh, Jim Crow, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Rev Kev is giving us the high sign to wrap okay. up these pandemic <laughs> So wash your wig back. Wash your hands, y'all. Wash, your, wash hands. your hands. Keep your germs. Don't breathe on people. Don't be all up in their face. Don't be playing in their face. Twenty <laughs> seconds, motherfuckers. And look, also when you come in your house, if you do happen to go outside and interact with other people, come inside and take off your clothes and and put them somewhere safe and or, or put them directly in the wash. Don't contaminate your house with the foolish. Wash you motherfuckers watch Grey's Anatomy. You watch them scrub up for the operations. Order <laughs> into the elbows, motherfuckers. Wash hands, fingers, 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 fingers. You know a good song? Like work, 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 work. But yeah, it's it's really the basics. So uh wherever you are, we hope you are safe. We hope you are taking the necessary precautions. Stay your ass at home. Yes. Stay at home. Stay home. Drink your wine. Thank you, I, no, look, if you look, if you trap with people you don't like, God bless you. <laughs> Self-isolation is a thing. Go in the bathroom with your wine. Go into Listen, another room and lock the door. Play a game of clues. Get away from them. Just like work it out. <laughs> don't, don't lay hands on them. Get away from them. No. Yeah. Go in the garage. Go in the basement. Go be alone. Stand in Ma'am, what? <laughs> Watch out. And what? Take care. Be safe. Love y'all. Haven't seen y'all in person in days. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> we have another party to get to. <laughs> yes, we do. Indeed. Not later. Peace. Thanks, Kev.